1: Welcome to Two Jocks in a Slub, the show where the segments are made up and the content doesn't matter. We've been merging beer, sports, and nonsense since 2021. I am Colin Serenelia, one jock, alongside my other Jock, Matt Root. Matt, say hello. Cheers everyone. And then we also have the Slub who, hey, look at this, he's eating on camera right now. Ethan Ertz, Ethan, show your pizza, say hi, do something. Hi. <clears throat> Go ahead, Matt. I know. I know you wanted to talk about that. You had something. Bad. It's
2: it's it's called mukbang. Ethan's mukbanging for us. I guess it's a thing on the internet. Wait, yeah, say it again. Yeah. Mukbanging where you eat for people on the internet, right?
3: Mukbanging. Yes, yes. It's a thing.
2: If it's I could get thing, paid for that, Colin. I'd
3: be down with that. If somebody wants to like pay me, you know. Yeah,
2: it's there's a mukbanging, you, It sounds way dirtier, podcast, Colin. You'll get caught up. They call it mukbang. You just watch people eat. And the Ethan, Ethan could go all ASMR on us and like chew really close to the.
1: That's what I thought you were going to go with. That that oh, I've heard about like that get really close. Yeah, Toddie <laughs> would show me those videos once. They're disgusting. Yeah,
3: yeah there's could. almost eight billion people on the planet. There's a fetish for fucking everything you can imagine. Somebody's <sighs> somebody's got that fetish, <sighs> and someone out there has a specific. I want to watch Ethan Ertz eat food. I'm not Absolutely. gonna
2: call it a photo show, but yeah.
3: I'm happy to have you
2: eat as long as it makes means you're on the podcast, Ethan.
3: <laughs> All right, that's
1: good. <laughs> well, we got a lot to get through. We have playoff update coming in just a little while, but before we get to that, we've had a topic, I guess, go viral for our podcast. <laughs> and uh <laughs> we we talked about hustling in baseball, what, probably like three, four weeks ago, four or five weeks ago now. That's that's wild, and we had to come back up last week on the podcast. Remember Ethan's dad, Jim? He wanted to get his two cents in, and we've had a, another response, and this time it's someone that Matt Root knows. So I'm going to let Matt take this way.
2: Yeah, full, there's a couple of special things here. So shout out to my friend Katie, or as I lovingly call her Svi, out there in uh, Northeast Ohio. Uh, which, first of all, congratulations! She just had. A baby today, so or I guess Woo! over the weekend. So congratulations! Where's that soundboard, where's that soundboard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Congratulations, Steve, number three. Auntie uh, Rudy is looking forward to meeting them sometime soon. But uh, I, I, you know, she she listened last week and she cleaned up some comments and got her thoughts in order for us. So she she she's a trifecta. She outweigh outranks us on this on three things. Number one, she was a college athlete. Number two, she Worked on the athletic trainers. She was an athletic trainer at Case. You know, number three. She is now a. She has her doctor of physical therapy. So if she wants to talk about, you know, the the rigors of sports on someone's body, I, I, I'd have to say that she's got us outranked three times there. So is she a baseball fan? What? She's
4: she a huge a Cleveland
2: fan? Cleveland Guardians fan. Okay. Okay. Huge. Huge. Okay. I, I've seen it. I've seen probably as many games with her as I've seen with you and Ethan. Okay, all right. Uh, including, uh, just a, another shout out. was just a simple with,
3: question, dude. The, the two of
2: us saw the <laughs> Ichiro era Yankees there and she always made fun of Ichiro and just would like, I don't know why, she'd just put her fingers up and go Ichiro and like smoosh him. Um, but anyway, anyway. So she says, uh, being a professional athlete is more than, uh, is about more than just emphasis on just playing the game. People are paying money to watch you so now there's a customer satisfaction mm, mm, component mm, to mm, it. Mm, mm, um, you know, if I paid, or she's this is her speaking, if I pay to watch a game, I'm going to be pretty pissed if the players are half assing it. Likewise, if I'm at my job and decide that it's Friday and I'm tired, I'm not just going to work and I'm not going to work with my last few patients, you bet your ass her boss is going to have something to say to her about her work ethic. Uh, you know, there's a small amount of wiggle room here, she says. Like Colin said, I'm not going to be upset if you're getting blown out and you don't run out the ground ball single. That's not going to change the outcome of the game. But Ethan, I'm going to paraphrase what she said here. Can you imagine if you know in the middle of a uh, a set of five or six shows, Dave Simonette just decides, eh, I don't really want to sing all that well tonight. I'm tired. You know, what if what if uh, Banjo Dave decides? That lick and wait so long. It's just too hard to play. I'd really, my hand hurts. I'm feeling some arthritis. I'm not going to play that much. And you paid Ethan, you paid to see them. How are you going to feel?
3: My views on this topic have been grossly mischaracterized. I don't know how the fuck this happened. Every, everybody seems to think that I'm saying that everybody should just fucking jog around and jerk off all day. I never said anything of the sort. All I'm saying is that in a, in a like a meaningless game in May, if you hit a routine grounder and you're not busting 110%, I don't think it's a big deal. I'm not saying that in most cases you shouldn't be fucking hustling. When the game actually matters and there's a hit that's not like a routine grounder, like obviously you should be hustling all the time. And even when I'm saying not going uh, 110%, I'm still saying you should fucking move. I'm not saying you should lollygag.
2: But who's who's to say that game is meaningless in May, Ethan? That could be... Could be little Jimmy's first game at Yankee Stadium. He could have he could have saved up all of his allowance from mowing lawns, and he finally gets to go and see his favorite player, Robbie Cano, play for the New York Yankees. And then Robbie just t- decides to drop drawer and take a big dump on home plate because he's feeling tired that day.
3: If Robbie Cano, oh, okay, well, first of all, <laughs> if, first of all, athletes are humans, and some of them have bad days, and some of them have bad years. We know this, okay. And the other thing is if Robbie Cano hits a fucking routine grounder to second base and then he doesn't bust his ass down the line, little Jimmy's just gonna have to fucking suck it up. Sorry. It's a routine grounder to second base. If Robbie doesn't want to bust hundred and ten percent, if he wants to go like eighty percent, who cares?
2: Yeah, but but actually now to a more serious example though. Remember last year during the pandemic when Gary had his routine fly ball to short left that is in the ninth inning in early in the season and he didn't run out, run it out and ends up getting thrown out to end the game that he could have, you know, fought for, and maybe gotten sick. Like, again, was that a close game? It was a close game. So in close,
3: close games, I think you should be hustling all the time. Maybe I should have said that caveat. I thought I didn't need to say that. I thought that that goes without saying that that's basic common sense. Okay. But maybe let me, let me speak clearly for everyone. If it's a close game, fucking hustle. Even if it's in May or April, if it's a really close game and you have a chance to win hustle. Okay. I'm talking about if it's like not really close, you don't need to be busting your ass one hundred and million percent every single play, and,
2: and she agrees with, with with you there. She she even added oh, her she? last comment says, uh, "There's wiggle room around those circumstances." So, but that was worth that was. I mean, I embellished some of the uh, some of the analogies there, but it was worth the Ethan Ethan Earth's mini rant there. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, but I also I, I also want to the...
1: say I want to say a couple things. First, I think that we owe Robbie Cano an apology because. Yeah. I'm asking both of you. I don't think I've ever heard a player say that Robbie Cano didn't hustle or doesn't hustle. He's still an active player. We heard Tim McCarver, McCarver like, I don't know, guess that he wasn't hustling one time, but he's fucking a fucking podcaster. moron. It, it, it's
2: yeah. low-hanging fruit. It's just fun to go after that.
1: Right, right. But I do want to say we owe Robbie Cano an apology. The other thing I want to say is – I don't buy the whole we pay so you play the way we think you should play argument because just like I'm not going to judge people based on the fact that they may not love the game in the romanticized way that baseball people think all baseball players should love the game. I'm also not going to judge and say I would have ran harder in that situation or I would have done that in that situation. Like, it just it just doesn't make sense to me to act like i am better than any of these players or that i i would have tried any harder or that they're not even trying like we're we're saying that they're not trying and that's not true like in in some cases it happens yes but the overwhelming majority of the time even when somebody's not hustling down like Derek Jeter on the uh, down the first baseline they're not dogging it either they're just they're going through the motions, just like you and I, and like all right, whatever, you pay money to go see them where you don't pay money to see me work, but that's your choice, you know like i I don't know i i i just I just have a problem with that
3: yeah, and I actually and Matt before you respond, I just want to add to what the first thing I agree actually with uh in general with what Colin's saying, and I want to add to the first point about how we owe Robbie Cano an apology it's not just Robbie, so. <clears throat> a bunch of people and i don't have a ton of examples off the top of my head but so i've been working my way through the joe Paz through the baseball 100 right and spoiler alert carlos beltran is in there okay and he talks about how he is like super underrated basically because especially in his young like prime days with the royals he made everything look so easy like that's the problem with some of these guys some of these guys are just so smooth it looks so easy that it's easy for uh for cranky fucking conservative traditional baseball fans to be like, oh, that guy's not hustling, blah, 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 blah. Uh, no, these guys are just like really fucking good, and it just looks easy. That's like when people see me playing trumpet, and they might think like, oh, wow, he look at him. He has such a straight face. He doesn't look like he's having fun. He looks bored out of his mind, like blah, 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 blah. Like, it's because I've been doing it for a million years, and I don't have to look like I'm working hard. You know what I'm saying? When you are when you are a professional at something, you aren't necessarily. It's ideally you're going to make it look easy. It's not always going to look easy, but like a lot of times it might. And there are certain people like Cano and and Beltran where it's even beyond that, where where they are just so fucking smooth, right? So, anyways, I would just say that that's that's not not for every everybody. That's like uh, I'm not saying that that's a universal thing, but I do think that's important to consider. Anyways, Matt, go ahead. Sorry.
2: Oh, no, I, I like the, the performance aspect of it, though. Um, I, I like the idea that, um, you know, what, what if what if your doctor decides to take a day off and fuck something up with your treatment? What if, you know, what if, you know, David Simonette just decides he doesn't want to, you know, he's, gonna, he's just going to kind of go through the motions, even just go through the motions on stage instead of give the, the high-energy performance that you expect out of them.
3: Can't like, we, can't we uh, say that there are different degrees like a doctor can't yeah. take a day yeah. off because that's a life and death job. Uh, musicians and baseball players, if they happen to give it 90% one day, uh, number one, 99% of people aren't going to fucking notice. You guys wouldn't be able to tell if I was, if I was doing 90% of my trumpet effort, right? I could and, tell i no, just kidding. Yeah, right? just, kidding. I'm not, just kidding. Yeah, no, I know. But like, uh, uh, so there are degrees here. Like, I don't think you're, yeah, you'll notice it if somebody's like totally dogging, right? Obviously. Um But, if somebody is just not doing totally max effort because they 're going through the motions a little bit, I think in a lot of cases you aren 't even necessarily going to notice and I also think there are degrees I think that we can differentiate the fact that like being a doctor or a surgeon is really different <laughs> they they can't they can 't go through the motions uh but other fields other fields can i think in certain in certain situations Garrett Cole during the wild card game i 'm not saying he was going through the motions. So that certainly is an example where we would not want an athlete to be going through the motions, but.
1: All right. Well, I think we settled it for today. <laughs> for, for today. Yeah.
3: This is going to be ongoing. I can feel it. There's going to be like new shit every week. Yep. Keep it coming.
1: Keep it coming. We will take all the comments. I got two quick things and I'm going to go back to Matt. First, we want to give a shout out to Hannah Lichtenstein, the Shelbina, her Chicago star WNBA guy. <laughs> Sky. Yeah. WNBA champions. <laughs> My bad, Hannah. Hope you get that ring though. Send Thanks. us that bling pick. That'll be a ring. super cool. Yeah.
3: That'd be awesome. Super
1: cool. Yeah. Really, really great story with Candace Parker to bring the title to her hometown city. The first in Chicago history, they're going to catch up to the bulls before you know it. And I have, I just think this is a really interesting stat. So I bought the Bambino. And I'm not going to go into this with Ethan because he was asking me, but my yeah, no, 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 we him. don't need
3: to go into it. No, no.
1: <laughs> I bought her uh, a book about Babe Ruth, and I was reading it to her this morning, and I was looking at some stats about the Babe, and I just wanted to read off one of his pitching stats to everybody because I think we all know that he pitched, but I think we forget like how good he was. And again, like the game was totally different than blah 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 and everything, but in 19, so I'll give you 1916 and 1970s when he's with 1917, 1916 and 1917, when he's with the Boston Red Sox. 1916, he pitches 323.2 innings. He goes 23 and 12 with a 1.75 ERA. In 1917, he pitches 326.1 innings. He goes 24 and 13 with a 2.01 ERA. I was just amazed that he threw that many innings. I never knew that he threw, that he was like a full-time legitimate starter. I, I just thought he was like some wonder kid that would come in and close out games like long before Dennis Eckersley or Goose Gossage was was a thing. Uh, and he was just an amazing pitcher. And I really wonder, like, uh, again, the game, very different, but take the, that's not Babe Ruth's fault. Let him pitch a year like what Otani just did and I really wonder what he could have done like it just rekindled my passion for the bait. and this is why he hangs like a cloud over the sport is because he it's just he's so amazing
2: <laughs> do we have any estimate on how hard they threw back then though like was he
3: throwing like 85 miles an hour I think that's what we think I think we think that back then like upper 80s maybe 90 maybe low 90s was like the hardest they threw him the other thing you got to keep in mind this is not to take away from the babe. Hold on. Let me chew a little bit. <laughs> I just wanted to say this before I forgot. So the babe, his timing of his career was perfect. He went to the Yankees and became a hitter literally like when the dead ball era ended. Like when they, when they like outlawed the spitball, And I think, I think maybe in 1920, they even like changed up the actual nature of the ball. So like in those teen years, this is not to take away from him again. Cause there were certainly plenty of pitchers who were not nearly that good, but also in those days to throw like 300 innings and to have like a pretty low ERA or a very low ERA by our standards, I don't think was that uncommon. We'd have to look at his ERA plus actually, that would tell us kind of what he was um, compared to the league to compared to the rest of the league. But yeah, it was just, it was such a different game not to take away from him. He obviously amazing,
2: but he also played his first couple of years with the Yankees in a home stadium that had, A right field pole of 258 feet so
3: but wasn't center like insanely deep and like right and like right center i think right center and left center were crazy deep too it was it was square
2: yeah so center field was 450 to 480 depending on what the fence was left was 270 right was 258
3: so right down the line was a super easy homer but you got to figure somebody like that is probably hitting a lot of them like into the gaps i mean he's probably not pulling it straight down the line every time
2: yeah but, but I also, guess how many how many how many foul balls that hook foul just before the poll on today's Yankee Stadium would be home runs in that stadium? That's true.
3: Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: Hey, well, I got a shout out really quick. Go ahead, My cousin Greg. One more shout out. Nice. I got another hysteria beer. Hysteria beer. I bought this purely on the name tonight. Uh, it's called IPA Heavy because I had friends who called Bud regular Budweiser Bud Heavy, so Bud Light Bud Heavy. I'm having an IPA Heavy from hysteria. It's pretty good.
1: I am having a Juicy Ale from Saranac again, going upstate New York this week. Oh, and I I forgot to tell you guys, Cousin Greg, or actually I did send you, Cousin Greg texted me and said he's getting some free beer because of our shout out on the podcast. Yeah, keeping it going. That's awesome.
3: (laughs) Um, I'm representing uh, Nashville, Tennessee today. Matt, I wonder, what, what are some of the most famous breweries from Nashville? Do you know any off the top of your head? bearded iris southern grist yeah bearded iris that's what this is <laughs> There you go. i had a feeling he would just get it so i went to so i think we've maybe talked about this on the pod matt knows i brought him before right down the street from me there's this this is just in some random neighborhood in arlington virginia right down the street from me there's this incredible little corner store with like an insane beer selection and a good wine selection too now so i went today because i didn't have any beer and i wanted to have one you know for tonight the sad thing is so so I looked this up in the Bearded Iris. This is um another suggestion from Bearded Iris and it has like a very good rating. I was like, "Oh, that that's great." The problem with this store, and I don't know if it's just because people around here aren't buying beer enough, these were canned like a really long time ago. Now, for those who don't know, these kind of modern, you know, hazy IPAs as we as we could call them, you want to you want to drink them fresh. They lose they lose the potency of their flavor over time. Is that is that a good way to say it, Matt? Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah and uh so this one was canned in like february uh which is like horrible but here's the thing it actually still tastes pretty good so i i i when it's fresh it's got to be fucking awesome so yeah beard
2: Beard hours is great that was one of my favorite places to go down there I i went to their anniversary a couple times um really really fun place really really neat actually so i uh i oh shoot one of their old bartenders is, was in a, a roots in a folk band, and he was friends with the drummer from. Oh man, Ethan, I'm now it's going to kill me. I'll remember later, and I'll like pipe up. But he was uh friends with a couple people that we were going to see. So, anywho, I'm ramb- ramb- rambling.
1: I also want to say before we leave the beer topic, are you the expert, Ethan? Because I'm pretty sure Matt is, but I think this is like the third week in a row that you've tried to like enlighten us about what beer is like
3: i'm not trying to enlighten you guys i'm just including that for any listeners who don't necessarily know and if you notice i fucking asked matt to confirm i am i am i am deferring to his expertise Ethan well, has better diction. <laughs> yeah i do have better diction it's true yeah. uh, your, your voice sounds
2: uh, silkier too so
3: silky yeah that's that's what everybody always says when they describe <laughs> me yeah silky voice yeah it's, this the silkiest jewish robot voice you've ever heard so
2: <laughs> I mean, I, I, I could expound, Colin, I could say that, you know, the longer you have high hop, or oil content, you know, your high high hop compound content, beers out there, the longer they're in the can, the, they're, the more they oxidize, and so you lose the flavor there. That's why you want to make sure that, you know, the better the better the brewery does in in making sure there's no oxygen in the can whatsoever either by putting a, a co2 blanket in the can before they fill it or making the fill bottom up or making sure the seal is very good the better they do that the longer it will last That's why places like other half their beers will stay nice and fresh and tasty for up to two months but other places after a month it's, uh, you're kind of you're, you're playing a you're playing a coin flip game on whether or not it'll still taste like the the way they want it to taste
1: Matt. You chime in any time you want. And I just want people to know that you are the expert. I refer to you as the expert, but I think Ethan is trying to get into your territory. So I I just keep an eye out.
2: That's okay. One of these days I'll start talking about brass players, intonation, and embouchure. And
3: And I will just laugh uproariously. Okay, please go for it. You've got to buzz your lips. (laughs) (laughs)
1: All right, let's keep this laugh train going. Aaron Rodgers was in the news this weekend after his incredible performance in Chicago. Chicago's in the news for everything in sports these days. Matt, you uncovered some interesting info, though, about what Mr. Rodgers had to say to the Chicago faithful.
2: Well, I actually got, I was lucky enough to, to hear this live, but uh, I mean, Aaron's got an incredible record against the Bears that, you know, I've. Uh, I've been very, very lucky to have, uh, you know, essentially a high performing Hall of Fame quarterback pass off to another high performing future Hall of Fame quarterback as a Packers fan. Uh, and in, in his career against the Bears with the win this past year, um, or this past weekend, Aaron Rodgers is 22 and 5 against the Bears. Holy shit. Um, <laughs> he's thrown 57 touchdowns and only 10 interceptions. Um, so. Rightfully so. He's pretty pumped up and he's a competitor and and really enjoys kind of owning his, you know, the oldest rival in football. He he owns, he uh, enjoys kind of, you know, sticking it to his rivals in Chicago. And in the fourth quarter, he had a kind of game-clinching touchdown run where he ran to the corner of the end zone. He kind of did a pump fake, booted out, ran to the corner of the end zone. And uh, you could catch it on audio, him saying... I fucking own you. I still own you to all the Be- all the Bears fans. Um, now, his thing. his side of the story what he what he told today was that he looked up in the stands after running into the audio or into the end zone and doing his little discount double check, and uh, saw a lady flipping him the double birds, and that's when he decided. He said he he says he blacks out and doesn't really remember what he said. Uh, but that's when he decided to start screaming expletives at the fans. Uh, again, he's a competitor, and uh, when you're that successful and you're that much of a competitor, I, uh, you know, I, I think it's a little excusable. Mainly, maybe because I'm a fan. But uh, kind of the the follow up, which I thought was really funny today, is uh, this is a great old timey name. But I guess he's not from that long ago. But uh, you know, there's an ex-Chicago offensive lineman his name's Olin Kreutz. Said uh, he was he was not too happy with that and wants to punch Aaron Rodgers in the face. Um, now, you know, he, he gives him credit and says, hey, um, you know, just because you're right, it doesn't make you right for doing it. Um, and that, you know, maybe he could have chosen some better words. But, uh, you know, yeah, he said, yeah, I don't know. I just think that's, that was a good story. And uh, I'm, I was glad to have caught it live. I don't get to see many Packers games on TV here. So to, to catch that one was pretty cool.
3: I think it's amazing and hilarious. And anybody who's offended by that is a thin skinned pansy who should not pay attention to sports.
1: (laughs) Matt and I were talking offline. It's really interesting. You know, the Aaron Rodgers of the world, these people that have like that killer instinct, it works in sports so well when you're able to like kick it into that gear. But if you're like in any other profession or like doing anything else in the world, you're going to probably end up in jail for kicking it up (laughs) to that notch. (laughs) But (laughs) You know,
2: it was uh, kind of, you know, the Packers are the Packers are banged up. They're missing like they've got essentially like an All Pro defense on on the either on the bench or an injured reserve, and yet they're still uh, they're still having some success. We'll see how, how they do against the Washington Football Team, and then of course they've got a quick turnaround for a stupid Thursday night game next week against the Cardinals. So that'll that'll be tough. Yeah, I like those. Well, thurs- those Thursday night games, they should make the schedule magic. You know, they should do their scheduling magic. So your Thursday night game always follows a bye. I don't know why they haven't done that. I think that's really easy to do. You know, once you start week four, everyone's going to have a bye uh, at some point through the year. Don't make those guys – don't give them three days to rest, recover, and then learn their next opponent before they have to play again. That's, that's I think, a pretty clear-cut uh, example of the NFL putting money Oh God, over yeah. their players' health. Um, yeah, Help them out, please. You know, I, you know ugh, ugh, no it brainer. makes
1: me mad. Yeah, 100%. Cool. And I was going to say, before I guess we get off from football, that um, I just feel like I've been robbed one of the most joyous opportunities of my sports lifetime. And I realized that, I am just a spoiled sports fan and I shouldn't be complaining about something that I can't control, but the New York giants are just a train wreck, a dumpster fire of an organization right now. And I know Saquon's not even playing because he is again hurt, but who knows how different it would have been if he had just come into an organization that could get one big decision, right? They haven't gotten any decisions, big, small, whatever it is for 10 years now. And, uh, I mean, if you had to ask me today, this season's over. They're blowing it up. Maybe that means Saquon. I, I don't know. But I, I just can't see them going into next season with, with Joe Judge, with Dave Gettleman, with Daniel Jones being like, yeah, we're going to do this again. This, this is going to work out. Like, <laughs> it, it just doesn't look good.
2: Hey, they got one They got one move right. I'll give you one that I can think of off the top of my head. Bob McAdoo. Oh, well, okay, two. <laughs> McAdoo will. Um, but trading trading OBJ seems kind of smart now. I'm just saying. he's he's Yeah, he he's has not been very good for the Browns. Right yeah.
3: Uh-huh. That's uh, true. I,
2: I was joking with with my, you know, I was torturing some of my Cleveland friends who are sport, you know, Browns fans about, you know, maybe, maybe the Packers will pull a Stephon Gilmore-type trade and throw a fifth rounder the way of the uh, Browns to get OBJ or something. And, you know, he'll look wonderful on the Packers, but – you know, he, I don't know. I don't know. What do you guys think? Because there's two kind of competing storylines. There's just one that you know, he hasn't found chemistry with Baker. And the other is that he's kind of on the downslope of his career. Do you think either of those have merit for all my Cleveland friends?
1: I would say the latter. Uh, he's always been injury prone. and Sooner or later, especially in a sport like that, it catches up to you quickly. And he's not a big dude. Like he's, yeah. you know, he's small and well, not small compared to us, but you know, compared to Relatively the people taken. who are hitting him on, yeah. on a daily basis, like uh, I, I would say it's injury. I mean, come on, Baker's a good quarterback. Like If he wants to get the <laughs> ball to, to back him, he'll get it to him.
2: Baker's an average quarterback, as I, as I tell my friends. It, with the defense they got there and the running in they've got, Baker just has to essentially be a game. He has to be Rex Grossman. If he can be Rex Grossman, if he can be a competent Rex Grossman, the Browns are a dangerous team. Don't turn the ball over, make the, you know, the 15 throws you have to in a game and put the ball in either Kareem Hunt or Nick Chubb's stomach.
1: Yeah. I mean, he, outside of the diva shit and, you know, whatever he did in New York. I mean, that's why it wasn't really all that bad for me when they traded him. And I was like, he wasn't even on the field a bunch though, when he was with the giants. And I think it was one season that he was healthy. <laughs> and you know So I, I would say it's injury.
2: Yeah, I like thinking I, of the idea of a Cleveland diva because I mean, Cle- <laughs> Cleveland's a pretty meat and potato city. Um, <laughs> being a diva there is like you know, I don't know, asking for extra pierogies at the Polish restaurant or something. I don't know. Like, <laughs> like it, it, it's uh, it definitely there's there's not an opportunity to be a diva there. You know, Johnny Manziel tried it and it didn't really work out. So uh,
1: yeah, uh, you know what they would say when when you ask for those pierogies.
3: That's a clown question, bro. <laughs> <laughs>
1: there you go. I'm just gonna keep getting it in somehow. Every single week, I'm gonna get it in.
3: That's that's Harper, but, right? Yeah. Well, I was I was actually thinking. I was like, it would be interested. It, it would be interesting if he had signed with with the Guardians as you know when he was a big free agent. I mean, obviously he's been hurt a lot too. And I don't know that I would call him a diva, but he definitely he gets he gets in the news for those kind of things. I think way more than baseball players. It'd be funny to see somebody of that personality, you know, in in Cleveland. Right. Anyway. Yeah
1: yeah for sure i mean i, I won't go, uh, ahead, go ahead colin you you first I, I was just gonna say i have one more football thing so you finish yours and then i'll go oh you
2: know i mean the, the city eats lives eats and breeds football so it's uh you know there's definitely there's definitely the fan base there for anything to happen but um you know, i'd say diva is not something that that fan base really cares for or tolerates i mean they want they want their your stereotypical Midwest hardworking, you know, put put the time in the trenches kind of guy. So, <laughs> I think I think that's partly why uh, Baker Baker does well there. Um, and, the, and the progressive commercials he does are generally funny. I do like.
1: Them. Yes, I do actually like those a lot. Ba- Baker has grown on me since he's gotten to the NFL. I will say that.
2: And progressive is
1: also based in Cleveland, so that's why that all. Ah, oh, okay. I didn't even know that. Makes sense. Makes sense. Well, you segued us nicely into my last football thing by talking about midwesterns. Uh, I just want everyone to peep the uni again. Penn State's back after a bye week. Number seven in the country still. Yeah, you
3: never talked about their loss. Uh, well,
1: yeah, that's what I was. I was going to say Iowa is a is just like the Astros, my house of horrors. I've had two terrible losses in Iowa this year. The Yankees. And Penn
3: State.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I never want to go back. And then Iowa lays a fucking egg when they're the number two team in the country. This past weekend, they Isn't don't they help loose? us out at all. They Who lost to Purdue. Ah, wait, really? <laughs> at home. Jesus at Christ! Home. At home, and then we we would have we would have blown them out of the water if Clifford didn't get hurt. We were up two touchdowns, ready to pull away. Clifford got hurt. We scored three points the rest of the game. And I mean, the, what is, uh, what's the one Clifford? thing
2: I did see that that Iowa does very, very well is they win the turnover game by like a they had huge, their, huge margin.
1: They had their turnovers already. Though, really? We were okay. still up. Yeah.
3: What's Clifford? Clifford, what, threw, uh,
1: Clifford, oh, Clifford threw an interception. Yep. He threw an interception on the first play of the game from our end zone at the five-yard line. They only scored three points. Wow. And then, uh, and then he threw one maybe like two drives later.
2: I, th- I watched the series where he, he threw one and then the Hawkeyes threw one like five plays later.
1: Yeah. Uh, it was all, That's
2: all I saw of that game.
1: Yeah. The All-American picked that off for, for Penn State. Um, but yeah, it was, it was bad, but uh, as it, as was the case before that loss, Penn State's whole season is still ahead of them. They, uh, they get Illinois this week. Clifford's probably not playing. So hopefully they can, Take care of business. Um, then they get Ohio State primetime that just got announced today uh, on Halloween weekend. Then they have Maryland. Then it's Michigan. Then it's Rutgers. And then it's Michigan State. So all those teams, Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan State, Michigan, they're all in the top 10. Neither None of the four teams have played each other yet. And so this is going to be a wacky who can, who can get out unscathed and make it to the big 10 championship game and potentially have a chance to get to the playoff. But, uh, man, I'm, I'm done with Iowa. I wanted to say that last week and we, we ran out of time,
3: but fuck Iowa. I fucking hate that place. <laughs> oh, come on. It's, it's actually, as far as the Midwestern states go, it's actually kind of pretty in its own way. It it's, it's, it's
2: not bad. Uh, you no. know, what makes it, it it's, pretty? A, it's a neat place. They, they have this thing Rolling called Hills. Rye every year. Um, it's a, the, they have a paper up there called the register. Uh, it's a register annual great bike ride across Iowa. The Rag Bri is the acronym. I've had, I've got a friend in Cleveland who does it every year as part of a fundraising effort for the team he puts together from the Cleveland clinic. And he just describes it as like, yeah, it's kind of a fun bike ride. You ride 60 miles one day and then you stop and you eat some pork. And then uh, you ride <laughs> 60 miles the next day You stop in another town, you camp and you eat some pork. it's just like no, okay that's five days of just pork and camping and bike riding it sounds pretty nice actually
3: (laughs) (laughs) it's got a lot of rolling hills colin it has a lot of like huge cornfields of course but it's got these rolling hills which are actually kind of nice whereas nebraska for example nebraska takes a million fucking years to get through because i don't know people who don't necessarily know it's really wide like east to west it's or west to east excuse me or whichever direction you're going it's very wide and it's fucking flat it's just flat nothing forever Whereas at least in Iowa, you get you get kind of these these kind of rolling hills, which are kind of nice. So.
2: Yeah, and by law, all the radio stations in Nebraska play Bruce Springsteen's Nebraska, and it's just terrible.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Wait,
2: sorry, Matt, Colin, Matt. I had to get I had
1: to get that in. No, 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 this is good. Can you tell everybody about your Nebraska experience?
2: Well, just I mean that's that is you know Colin is a huge, huge Bruce Springsteen fans for the uninitiated and
3: that's putting it mildly yeah
2: you know i mean he's got his, his right arm is dedicated to bruce springsteen right the right or left left okay there you go there it is um and so my first aside from like born in the usa you know like aside from the radio it's my first exposure to bruce springsteen with my dad playing the album in nebraska which is just this dark foreboding sad like <laughs> so Like it's just a bunch of like husky grumbles. I mean that's the best I can describe it. And I haven't listened to it in a long time, so correct me please. But I just remember thinking like this is Bruce Springsteen. I don't like this. This is not fun to listen to. Husky yeah, grumbles, is that album. a good is that a good way to describe it? Yeah. Am I yeah wrong? Not, not that's a, a great fun, way to describe it. Album. Yeah. Very dark album. Yeah, um, for sure. So then husky you know grumbles. fast forward like 20 years and i'm on a date and i say i really don't like uh bruce springsteen and i think my friend or i think another band of that i like their cover of the river is better and i get looks at like i've just said you know the worst thing in the world but that was fun we went we went and saw said band and we saw them
1: play the cover of the river and it was fun it
2: was a good time.
3: Good person.
1: So. bruce we love you don't listen to matt eh. Eh.
2: while all we're right. on that line too while we're talking about e street band knockoffs ethan you should record that intro you should record every single instrument part and lay them over each other and what
3: yeah. uh, oh the intro that that kyle's been yeah, using the, the big the, band uh, you can the, play all those instruments right outside johnny uh yeah yeah i mean you know uh, at varying uh, varying skill levels uh oh, come on <laughs> don't, don't sell yourself short there yeah mm.
1: Computers can do a lot to cover up your weaknesses.
3: That's true, actually. If I just buy, like, fucking Logic Pro or whatever it is, you know, yeah, I'll come out. Is calling, that for like, horns? Uh, yeah, it's one of these, like, super um, fancy, like, audio, like, producer. Pro like, tools? what producers. Yeah, like that kind of a thing, I think. Uh, Pro Tools, for sure, is one. I feel like Logic is another one, but I might be I might be mixing that up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sounds right.
1: <clears throat> All right. I have two things for us. I have a, a political segment. And then Ooh. I have <laughs> semi-political segment. And then uh, we'll get into the baseball playoffs to uh, end this episode. Politically speaking, the vaccine is obviously a very de- decisive or divisive, decisive, divisive uh, topic here in America. Uh, and that boils over into sports, uh, namely the national basketball. Association, mm, Kyrie. where, yeah, Mr. Kyrie Irving, a flat earther, if you will, yeah. uh, does not want to get the vaccine. And uh, I just can't imagine the things that Ethan has to say about that. But before we get to Ethan, <laughs> I want to give Matt a chance to speak on this topic first. Oh, man, man, I'm
2: I'm actually kind of looking forward to what Ethan has to say. I just, I mean... Kyrie's come out and said he wants to give a voice to the voiceless. And he then clarified that he wanted to highlight what I think he said, and I'm paraphrasing, but, um, you know, highlight those who have been affected by the virus and affected by mandates and those who are losing their jobs over something that should be a personal choice. Something to that extent, I think is what he wanted to say. And, um, and in doing so has become, he's become part of the group that he wanted to give attention to um i i don't know i i mean i respect his right to choose uh you know he you know, he can he can make his choice if he wants to but i just i get caught up i i i don't like that this um i don't know it feels like he's kind of uh, shoot, I'm, I'm just mumbling now, but I feel like he's kind of insincerely be trying to be like a, a deep, provocative person. And he's just saying nonsense. Um, and and I think that's backed up if you look through his Twitter too. I mean, he, he posts these things that are on the surface, they sound like very, very deep and thought provoking. But when you actually think about what he's saying, it's just, to me, it's just, it's just nonsense. So uh, if you don't want to get it, fine. Um, you know, you're going to lose out on, if that if that's worth uh, you know the eighteen million dollars or whatever you're going to lose this year, fine. But uh, I I say I do um, I do give uh, kind of applaud I give applause to the 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 Nets organization for for kind of being clear with there, uh, and especially when you when you when you look at around the league and you look at other players who both the players in the Nets locker room that bought in and said yeah we think this is the right choice, or uh, I wasn't a car Anthony Towns. Um, has lost like five family members to COVID. So when you hear him come out and say, "Uh, I mean, this may not affect you, but it's affecting me and this is important. And I think you should do it. And I support the NBA with, with this, this kind of rules are putting out there. I just, I don't know. I, I really, I find it hard to have any sort of sympathy for Kyrie here. So Ethan, I hope I blathered on long enough to get you some, some good ammo and good thoughts in order.
3: Oh, I mean, yeah, obviously I have thoughts. I'm sure everybody's shocked. Um, and I was ready to go immediately, so you're good, Matt. Your you're, you're talking gave me a chance to try and organize my thoughts. It's not going to help. I'm still just going to – I'm sure I'll just be all over the place. But um, <clears throat> first of all, just to, one thing Matt was talking about is how, like, I love how the music goes. When it's like when we know it's going to be a super long rant from me, turn the music on. So that people can, like, try to, like, zone out and just have it in the background. Okay, so Matt was talking about how, like, he thinks that Kyrie is, you know, trying to be provocative and deep and blah, 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 blah. But if you actually look at what he's saying, it's a bunch of fucking, like, bullshit, right? It's called the Dunning-Kruger effect. For those who don't know, like, go and Google it. Um, the Dunning-Kruger effect, There they were these psychologists who did this big study, and I'm pretty sure I'm remembering correctly. Um, essentially, the upshot of the study is that People who are fucking stupid, they don't know they're stupid. They think they're smart. Right? Obviously, they're stupid. They don't, they don't actually understand. They don't have the capability to understand that they're dumb. Okay? So that's the first thing. So Kyrie might think he's being really deep and provocative. It might be the, it might be the Dunning-Kruger effect. He's a flat earther. I would go ahead and say, yeah, he's a fucking moron. Um, so if it's 2021 and you're a flat earther, that on its own, I have no time for you. Go fuck yourself. Go jump off a cliff. Okay? That's the first thing. The second thing is, for the vaccines, Yeah, I respect his choice. Make your choice. You also are going to deal with the consequences. So if you're in breach of contract and they fucking kick you to the curb and you don't get paid, you made that choice. You chose to do that. You chose to be a shitty member of 21st century society and not get a little fucking poke in your arm. So fuck you. Like, it's 2020, I just, this makes me so angry, and he's just one example, it's not just him. It's 2021, we live in a global technological society, we have come so far as human as human beings, as humanity, we are more than 300 years past the enlightenment, okay? We have known for a long time that being a good human being means giving a shit about other people. If you can't give a shit about other people, if you can't follow science, if you can't be a compassionate member of of society go fuck yourself go go jump off a cliff seriously it's just unbelievable make your choice make your choice but like you're gonna get the consequences and you're gonna get people like me who are gonna fucking judge you and i'm not gonna feel bad about it like you're you're a bad person objectively objectively you are fucking shitty so that's that i didn't actually mean to get that angry but i just got going i got really fired up it's a runaway train there Polar
2: Express was off the
5: tracks. Like it was. was good.
3: I'm sorry, but like I, I stand by it. I absolutely believe all of that. Very, very strongly. Like I stand by it.
2: I, I have to say, just scroll through uh, Kyrie's Twitter when you get a chance. There's some, there's some gems in there. Oh,
3: I'm, I can't put myself through that.
2: <laughs> I'm trying to find a good one uh, that's, that's not very long. Um, uh. Let's see, let's see, let's see. My mask is off, now take yours off, no
3: fear. <laughs> uh, classic. Uh, be still and know, dot, dot, dot. Be still dot. and no.
0: Ooh. Yeah. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
5: That's U N I F Y D healing.com slash blue wire. No material or testimonials on the unified healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.
2: Anyway, I mean, again, he's entitled to, you know, he's, he's a millionaire. Um, He's, you know, in the top hundredth of a hundredth of a hundredth of percent of basketball players in the world who have ever existed. Yeah,
3: and I'm not taking any of that away from him. Good for him. Um, He's more successful than any of us arguably ever will be. Yeah. Doesn't mean he's a good person. Doesn't mean he's a smart person. (laughs) (laughs) I like that rant. I
2: I was enjoying that a lot. Colin, what do you think about this? We've been talking a lot.
1: (laughs) I, I mean... To me, the the whole vaccine thing in general is like, if you don't want to get it, fine. That is, yeah, it's a personal choice. But what you lose by not taking social responsibility is the opportunity to participate in social things.
3: Exactly.
1: Yes.
2: That- That was probably the best and most concise answer that the. That was very good, Colin. Yeah, very well done.
3: That was excellent, Colin. Really, yeah, because that's that's and that's perfectly said. Because one of the things that's getting people so angry is the fact that there are so many concert venues now throughout the country that are requiring proof of vaccination or proof of a negative test within seventy-two hours. Colin, you are that's one hundred percent right, and so concise, so beautifully said. Applies to concerts, any other any other situation where this applies. Love it. There, there were two more sports
1: related covid incidents just today the nhl suspended somebody i don't know who because i don't follow the nhl for 21 games i believe it is for submitting a fake vaccination card oh, i wow. think it wow was, was it? Uh, I, I don't want to throw a name out there because i
2: i, I think i know yeah, who it somebody is but... fact check it yeah. this is
3: the nhl mm mm-hmm. mhm
1: Yep, that happened earlier today. And then just about an hour before we got started recording, the Washington State football head coach got fired because the state of Washington mandate went in for all public employees to have their vaccination, and he refused to get it, just like what happened in the NFL earlier in the season with some of those assistant coaches that got fired, and he got the boot. And it it is just so weird to me that people – are willing to lose their livelihood
3: to die on this hill. Oh, That's right. this is literally yeah. like the, exp- this is what the expression was made for, like about choosing a hill to die on. Like, this is a perfect example and Colin. Yeah, exactly. Like this is the hill that these people are choosing to die on. Yeah. Yeah. Ender Kane.
2: That was the What's... San Jose sharks player. Oh, Jose. Kane, oh, who submitted the uh, fake card. Fake card. Yes.
1: Yeah. 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 Well, it bleeds over into sports, but um, with that depressing topic, we'll go to another depressing topic. (laughs) I am on a scale of one to 10, 20 worried right now about the Boston Red Sox winning another world series. Oh God. Not only are they currently up last check about five minutes ago, nine, nothing in game three, which would give them a two, one lead. In the series, but the Dodgers, the only team that I feel confident that could stop them in their tracks, are down 0-2 in their Ow. National League. They
3: Champions are down 2-0 series. to the Braves, who don't even have Acuna. They don't have Charlie Morton either. They don't have Freddie Freeman. Wait, Freeman's not playing either? Holy shit. Yankees' first
2: baseman, Freddie Freeman?
3: How is Maybe. How is that? I didn't even know. I didn't know they didn't have Morton and Freeman. That makes it fucking doubly insane. October. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, they could still come back. It's possible. The Yanks came, you know, in the 96 series. The Yanks came back from 2-0, you know. But holy shit. I
1: yeah. uh, And it's just the craziest thing is. So uh, the reason I'm 20 worried is because the Sox have that like feel to them right now. And I talked about this. I alluded to this last time. And they're in Fenway tonight. And they're just kicking the Strohs to the curb right now. I'm not three right now. Okay. Well, maybe the Astros are fucking stacked, like Jesus Christ. But they gave up two grand slams in game 2, the Astros to the Red Sox. And I just like I just I'm really worried. They're on that run right now, that unstoppable run that they they only need what four uh four plus uh take out if they end up winning today. They only need six more wins, and I—I uh, I don't know. I'm—I don't feel confident at all that the Braves can stop it. But who knows? Maybe Jocktober will take over that series too. But and then the oh, Lindsey Adler was the Yankee beat writer was tweeting about bullpen usage in this postseason, like because how Scherzer you know closed out the uh, division series or tried to close it out, and. Evaldi, um, oh, She had a really good working name. It's um, uh, I'll have to look it up. Really, really good one for October, Nathan Avaldi. And uh, he asked again tonight, Cora, he said he could give him another inning. I doubt they're going to need him because, because they're up big, but I mean, like fuck Alex Cora.
3: Yeah. Can actually, can but, I interject really quickly because you said that? Yeah. So, um, and then continue. I actually wanted to bring this up. I'm glad you said that. We, we hate on the Astros so hard for all the, like, the egregious cheating from a few years ago, and rightfully so. It was, again, it was egregious. It was fucking crazy. What's crazy though is people do not give the Red Sox shit at nearly the same level. Alex Cora, by many accounts, was like the ringleader. Him and like Carlos Beltran were like the ringleaders of this thing. Alex Cora served his suspension, and the Red Sox hired him right fucking back immediately. So like, I'm just saying if we're going if we're still giving the Astros shit, we should also be giving the Red Sox shit. That's all I'm gonna say about that. Anyways, continue, Kyle.
1: Yeah, but nobody is. And
3: I know, and it's it's stupid. It's it's hypocritical.
1: Yeah, and you know who gets the brunt of all of this is Beltron. And I'm not I'm not trying to you know exonerate him from what he was doing. And I'm not even oh my god, people don't come at me and tell me that the Yankees are cheaters, like blah blah blah. I know that they pro- probably cheated. There's Everybody something does something. Up. There's something sealed up, obviously the Yankees don't want us to get out. I get it. but what we know is what we know, and you just I just can't believe that Beltron the player is being held more accountable than Alex Cora or AJ Hinch, who was the manager, Hinch was the manager and Cora was the bench coach.
3: like come on. Yeah, I mean, well, Hinch got a manager job. He served his suspension, and he's he's managing the Tigers now, right? So, right. So I'm saying both of them. in Detroit.
2: He's still serving his time.
3: <laughs> yeah, maybe. Well, my hope <laughs> he's gonna is win that manager of the year in Detroit. Wait, he's is that is, is that a possibility? Has, has, has there possibility. have there been have there been whispers about that? Okay, It is a
1: possibility. And the fact is, they both have jobs already.
3: I think Beltran. I, so Beltran is serving his suspension though this year. So so they both he ser- got,
1: did he get suspended? I don't or did he, he not? Suspended.
3: Well, um, i think okay. he just got fired okay well he even got, if it he wasn't a suspension, player he was Public. a player so yeah he's, he's getting okay immunity so, so he's right. getting exiled for a year so to speak but i bet you he gets hired next year if hinch and cora both did they were out for a year and then they got hired back i got to imagine it would be the same well for then Beltran. fucking
1: move on from aaron boone yankees and take Beltron. i'll take him in a heartbeat
3: i would i would do that yeah by all accounts he's like an incredible baseball man i mean the cheating stuff is a bummer obviously but like we also you know the one thing i will say. Uh, um to anybody who wants to call us out on this, I'm going to go ahead and beat you to it. So I'm sitting here and I'm cor- I'm criticizing Cora and all those Astros people. And maybe I mentioned this on the pod. I can't remember. I know we've talked about it before. The Yankees are are not angels at all. Um, not just in terms of cheating. Honestly, you could say that this is even a bigger deal. Um, Domingo Herman and Araldis Chapman are both domestic abusers uh, and served like significant suspensions because of it. Um, Which, if you, if you get suspended for a significant amount of time by Major League Baseball, that means the evidence was fucking damning. That means it was strong evidence to, to get you out for 80 games or whatever it is. Um, and as we know, Cashman, being the shrewd, the shrewd general manager he is, he sold Chapman at, at his highest value. He bought Chapman at his lowest value. And so we absolutely took advantage of that. And so all of this to say, nobody nobody is fucking uh lily white to use to use a very old phrase uh, um no, nobody nobody is super super innocent i know that the yankees least of all are not so just just putting that out there <laughs> We're we just going to be silent now for like several seconds we thought you had more oh no no that's it that just to say that we're uh, I'm, i don't want to be accused of hypocrisy because i'm acknowledging the fact that the yankees are shitty in their own way is basically all i'm getting at okay, but, yeah. and, and to say that beltron if if it seems like he would be a good fit great I'm, I'm down
2: that that means the astros are doubly shitty though because remember they traded for that uh blue jays closer who was suspended for like 60 games that's so, like, right forever. yeah yes yeah, so for, i forgot for, so about so that. that So yeah that was while they were cheating so the, uh, they're doubly shitty
3: yeah so fuck the astros yeah, okay I just had to, just even had to, more
2: yeah think of one other way to say fuck the astros Mm-hmm. No, I, I, I hate to say this, but like in the Rays series, I was rooting for the Red Sox to beat the Rays. Uh, I think I was sorry. rooting for the Rays. Like, I hate the Rays yeah. more right yeah, now.
3: Yeah, Matt hates the Rays more now. We were. Yeah, we talked about this. Yeah, me and Matt did. Despite my endless want to
2: go see a game in Tampa Bay in that piece of crap stadium.
3: Yeah, um, I was rooting for the Rays. I still hate the Red Sox the most. Oh, I mean, go go Braves, I guess. Eh. If Acuna was playing, because Acuna is like really exciting. I mean, he still gets a ring if they win. Yeah, I know. I don't know. I like, I guess for the Dodgers, I mean, on the one hand, like with the Dodgers, it's weird to root for them because they're such a juggernaut. Like they are exactly what all of the people, like we've complained about this our whole lives. For our whole lives, everybody bitches about the Yankees and says, they just buy all their players and they spend so much more money, blah, 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 blah. And it was never actually true. Well, for a couple of years, maybe it was true. The Dodgers are actually that now but I don't, I don't hear anybody bitching about no. it. So on the one hand, it feels weird to like root for them because I don't, I don't particularly care for rooting for somebody in, in that situation. But those who know me know that I value great pitchers really, really highly. And so the fact that they've got Kershaw and Scherzer on their staff, like I, I root for those two guys. And so Kersher, Kersh, Kershaw got his ring from last year, quote unquote. Um, but I don't know. It would be, I would, I would be happy for them just, just on Kershaw and Scherzer's behalf, I guess.
2: Yeah, I, I I don't know the Dodgers just I, I guess my thought is I I'm happy to see at least the money being spent on players and not going into the ownership groups pockets. Oh, 100%. Yeah. So, oh, absolutely. Whether it's the Steinbrenner's pockets or the Magic Magic Johnson and Company, you know, pockets in LA, I'm, yeah. I'm happy to see it going out into the actual players' pockets. Um compared to other other stingy teams and smaller markets that- <laughs> Tampa Bay. Um, yeah well tampa bay you know who had a lower
3: salary than tampa this year cleveland that's right i think we might have talked about that yeah that's fucking insane and they were halfway decent
2: i think uh this was the first year that they didn't have a winning record since tito's been there tito was obviously out for a while. yeah but i think that i think it still unfortunately goes under him right Um, it does yeah
3: but they were—I um, mean, they were just barely under five hundred, right? I mean, weren't they? Yeah, like... it was—it was a couple
1: games. It was very, yeah. very close. Yeah, yeah. Um,
3: yeah I mean, are we? I think he would have made that up. So, I have one non-baseball thing that I want to get in before we're done. Should I do that okay. now? Yeah, good. My, my friends say we talk way too much about baseball anyway. That's—but that's what this fucking podcast is. No, it's about sports. <laughs> we talked about... about
1: basketball, football. We college did. College football. Okay, yeah, WNBA. ostensibly.
3: Yeah, ostensibly this podcast. Colin, actually, you're right. That's true. We did cover a lot today. But ostensibly, this is about sports. But come on, we're fucking baseball nerds. That's that's what really that's the brunt of this fucking thing. And if you don't like that, like, I'm sorry, but
1: before you get to your thing, Ethan, I'm glad you brought up teams buying mainly the Yankees buying championships, because I was thinking the other day on my run, and I wrote it down in my notes for our offseason topics. Cause mainly we're baseball and we're going to have
3: an off season. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Six months of no <laughs> baseball. What are we going to fucking talk about?
1: One topic I want to go through is making a list of the teams in major league baseball history that have bought a championship because you will be surprised listener. Ooh, it's not just New York Yankees.
3: <laughs> yes, absolutely. That's good. And I have right. another one, uh, another, um, sorry, Matt One real quick. Uh, I have another idea for an off season topic. We could do like a draft of players that we would um, want to travel in time to see. Like who who would we most mm-hmm. want to travel back in time to see? Any league, right? Any time period? So Negro leagues, Japanese leagues, anything. That could be kind of I fun. Like Matt, it. go ahead.
2: I still want to make a wheel of sports topics that we know nothing about, um,
3: so that we can just look like idiot. I mean, we already look like idiots. or I yeah. look like an idiot. I won't. I won't lump you guys in with me.
1: No, no, it's okay. Lump (laughs) us all
3: together.
1: (laughs) Um, I've got both of those things down. And uh, just to let tennis and golf,
3: have a tennis and golf segment.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just to let people know by the time we record next week, uh, the championship series for both leagues will be over and we will have a little bit of a world series preview. Uh, Plus it'll be Ethan's birthday and we have some fun playing for that, but we won't spoil the surprise. Ethan, go ahead okay off.
3: yeah so my one last thing i just wanted to clarify i did a quick google so i had on my uh very angry rant earlier i mentioned the dunning kruger effect and um so so i had said that it's basically about like how stupid people don't realize they're stupid and they think they're smart because they're just not capable of realizing it's not just that it's not just about being stupid it's actually about um any given field uh, uh, or any given activity if you are at a low level of competence you don't actually realize necessarily that you suck. And you might have a very, very overinflated sense of self. So it's not just about being stupid and thinking you're smart. It's just in general about being shitty and thinking you're really good. So you don't that is, know so that's, what you don't know. Exactly. Exactly. So that's the Dunning-Kruger effect. And that's Kyrie Irving and many others like him. So there you go.
2: I, I mean, really, if I'm going to choose NBA uh, philosophers, I'm going to go with the big Aristotle Mr. Shaquille O'Neal. I mean, I, I, he can philosophize to me all I want. But he's awesome. still
3: the big Aristotle. And in a real way, in like a serious way, Greg Popovich is the fucking man. Oh, yeah. He's, he's, yeah. he's pretty awesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for cool. sure. All right, all right we boys, did it. We did it again. We did it again. Let's say goodbye to the podcast, and we'll see you all next week. Goodbye. Adios,
2: everyone.
4: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium?